0: Hey what's up Vox and Hops heads, I'm Matt, the vocals of Cryptopsy, and you're listening to my podcast, Vox and Hops, brought to you by Sound Talent Media, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians to talk about their lives, music, and craft beer. I hope you guys have had a great weekend. I had an absolute blast just sitting back, relaxing, enjoying a few craft brews in the presence of my family. I had a great time and I hope you guys had a chance to relax as well. This Vox and Hops episode is presented by Heavy Montreal. Heavy Montreal is one of Montreal's premier metal promoters. They normally put on a bunch of amazing metal shows throughout the year. Most of the best shows that are happening in Montreal are put on by Heavy Montreal. They also put on a monster of a festival during the summer. I have played just about every festival out there, and trust me when I tell you that Heavy Montreal is up there with the best of them. I am super, super stoked to have Heavy Montreal behind the Vox & Hops podcast. Today's episode, I am with Stefan Balb, the bassist of Cataclysm, who are actually dropping a record this coming Friday on September 25th. That record is called Unconquered. It is coming out via Nuclear Blast Records. Everything that I have heard from this record is absolutely amazing. Cryptopsy and Cataclysm have been playing together since the early 90s here in Montreal, and I love them dearly. I actually did my first U.S. tour alongside Cataclysm on Summer Slaughter back in 2008. It was a great time, and uh, that's actually where I met uh, Stefan. So uh, this is a great chat. I'm super stoked about it. Here it is. This is Vox and Hops, episode number 183. I warn you, what you are about to hear is very disturbing indeed. Hey, what's up everyone? Today I'm with Stefan Barbe of Cataclysm and Ex Deo. Uh, We have known each other a very, very long time and it it is sort of strange that it took me this long to sit down with you, to drink a brew and to ask you some questions for Vox and Hops. A simple question, uh, how are you doing, how are you coping with 2020?
1: Oh wow, okay, that's a good question. Uh, easy answer, you know. It's uh, shitty. <laughs> twenty twenty so far is uh, very shitty. But <laughs> what can we say? It's shitty for everyone, right? So maybe shittier for some than others. But uh, uh, we 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 just try to do our best, you know. So
0: that's all that we can do right now is just to uh, stay positive and try to uh, spread positivity in a sea of negativity. And I think uh, us as musicians is something that we should really strive to do, even though uh, we're totally fucked. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> He said it. We we had the whole hand, but uh, yeah. Uh, Leading up to this interview, you mentioned that uh, you normally don't do interviews and you were a little bit nervous. Tell me about that. Tell me about that. You can go out and you can rock on stage in front of thousands and thousands of people, but to sit down and talk to me and know that you're being recorded, why does that bother you?
1: Well, it's not that it bothers me, you know. I know... um i mean I mean i 'm French speaker you uh, from the start, you know and my mother tongue is French, so for me to speak in English, uh, it might not sound like I'm fucked up, but I'm actually really working right now to try to think in English, you know to give you my opinions or my my views on things in in the best way I can, you know, so that's always makes me a bit nervous. So, but I'm fine now. I'm with you, you know, good friend. It's been a while I haven't uh, spoke spoke to you, so.
0: You're doing a wonderful job, and I truly appreciate you working extra hard, having a conversation with me, translating everything in your brain before you say it. And with the
1: humidity, it's not easy, so. I completely,
0: completely understand no problem let me help you right now uh vox and hops is all about hanging out with my metal friends and talking about their lives music and craft beer what what beer do you have on your side there to help lubricate your brain
1: <laughs> well at first you know i wanted to meet you actually at the Le in, uh, in with my friend jeff you know absolutely uh, but as usual you know musicians were a bit late <laughs> and uh, i thought for one reason that it was uh, only um, it was a week later, anyways, anyhow. So I, I I went to the to the store and I I bought this one, you know, uh, metal, uh, Vox and hops. And so I took this one, the Death Valley. It's a beer made here in in um, in Montreal, actually. I haven't tasted it yet. I just chose it for the name. I I thought it was cool. I mean, Death Valley. I was in Red Rock Canyon for my marriage, and Death Valley is a place I would like to to go uh, uh, again or visit you know so let's see how it tastes you want to do a cheers on that
0: absolutely yes let me introduce mine i'm drinking a milkshake new england ipa by broadway Mikro City out of Shawinigan. This is a uh, milkshake, at New England IPA. It's uh, going to be creamy and tropical. Let me pour this out, and uh, yes, uh, that is brewed in in Montreal. It is uh, from R.J. Berasar. Yes,
1: that's right. Yeah,
0: Death Valley. Yeah. Let me pour this out, and uh, as I pour this out, uh, tell everyone a little bit about if you are a craft beer enthusiast.
1: I am in 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 a sense. Uh I usually you know when we travel like to play music for example uh, we go into a city uh, when we go out to to eat let's say in a, in a pub or in a bar or whatever we we ask for the the, um, the local beer and usually I'm a like pale ale or blonde beers you know really not too strong uh, but first because we have to play in uh, at night so I don't want to be too fucked up even though it it did happen sometimes in the past, okay many times. But <laughs> you know how it is, one beer and then hey, another one, I'm fine and then there it goes, you know, the show is a, is a total chaos. But anyway anyways, I, I'm more and more of a of a I appreciate more and more beer. But I used to to have like quantity over quality. So I apologize for that, you know. We grow up we grow older and we get wiser I guess. So, uh, I, I never liked like stouts and beers like that. Even though that when we visited the the, the Guinness uh, factory in Dublin, I was really impressed, and we had a yeah a small tasting of the beer, and they they made us like see the whole factory, and it was very interesting. And for one re for I don't know w- what reason, but at that particular time, I started to really like Guinness, but. I'm not a big, like, dark beer drinker usually, even though I'm open to it. Anyways, so to make a story short, cheers, bro,
0: and cheers to you guys. <laughs> cheers, cheers, everyone, yeah. Thank you so much for taking some time to sit down. Hey, drink. my pleasure, man. In a cataclysm glass
1: right here. Yes, yes. I don't See, we if, do
0: things right here in Montreal. Yeah, we have a... That's Vox and Hops. We know yeah. how to promote our <laughs> shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> gotta do some work, eh? Uh, (laughs) uh, This is really good. It's super creamy. It uh, tastes like a a creamsicle in a cup. It is uh, very, very interesting. 5.6%. Very, very well done. Absolutely, absolutely crushable. Super, super delicious. Uh, Tell me about your first show, Stefan. Do you remember the first time that you went and you saw a show? Well, the first time I saw a show that I
1: really enjoyed, I, I should say, well, you know, we, we saw we saw like at school, like um, high school, we saw uh, l- like uh, friends of mine playing uh, like a cover of Slayer or whatever, Metallica or Megadeth or whatever. So these were kind of the first shows I I, I kind of liked you know, to see live like this. And then I saw for the first time, I think it was uh, 91, 90 or 91, it was ACDC in Montreal because the other show i wanted to see was metallica back then when i was in high school again but for um for a reason that i don't really remember if it was age or if it was just pure laziness to get out or to buy a ticket because tickets were sold out like this it was uh, in uh, it was like when um injustice for all just came out or it came out a couple maybe a year before i don't i'm not sure exactly but it was the big thing at school everybody was were wearing shirts you know and uh so i fucked up that one uh, i really wanted to see this but you know <laughs> yeah i saw like acdc in uh, 90 91 that was really cool uh with uh, with max you know the uh, max from uh, also cataclysm who brought me to cataclysm actually who got me to meet the guys and to be here finally in uh um so, yeah, it was a good time, even though I remember the start, but not the, f- the end. So, wow. Yeah. Too much beer.
0: <laughs> <laughs> As is uh, all good nights, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Do you remember your first time on stage? Yes, absolutely.
1: I remember my first time on stage with, uh, I'm going to start with Cataclysm because f- before that, you know, I took music lessons and we had this end of the year like show where, where everyone was playing a cover song and uh, you know it was was fun also but uh it was more like um, pop rock music you know like anyways i i played with cataclysm in 97 it was in uh, i joined in october of 97 and then we played the show in december with uh, testament at the Fofun Electric in Montreal fuck yeah I was I was flying man I was flying I was a big fan of Testament of course who isn't and uh, just to play the show the reaction was great people were super cool and I will never like uh, I will always remember that that
0: moment was uh, very cool so you, you started off really high yeah, yeah. your first metal show is, is opening for Testament yeah yeah so <laughs> from there it could only go down man not <laughs> you know Luckily, luckily, it hasn't. Yeah, yeah, just kidding, but yeah, yeah, it
1: was a blast, man. I, I was flying totally.
0: Do you remember your first impression of
1: Cataclysm? Well, like I told you, I, I met the guys in ninety, ninety-two when Max joined the band. I was, uh, I was friends with Max because we worked together at the, a flea market not too far from here. That's where we met. Yes, and he got to, he got the job of, uh, of drumming, you know, in Cataclysm. So. So five years prior to my joining in the band I got to see them guys, you know, we got to hang out and I got to see the show. I was like, Holy shit, that's fucking heavy, man. And also at that time it was your band also, fucking Cryptopsy, man. It was a big thing, you know. It was a big scene in Montreal in the in the nineties, early nineties, man. It was uh, booming. So it was definitely great times, man. It was uh,
0: it was great. Yeah. Miss those days, man. Fuck. Can we can we talk about those days? Uh, I I always get asked these questions, but I wasn't there, so I don't know the answer. <laughs> yeah. Why did Montreal have such a healthy scene back then? Uh, I always look at it as being like a sort of a healthy sense of competition. Everyone's trying to one-up themselves. Well, what What is your take on that early 90s Montreal medal scene?
1: Well, actually, yeah, true. There was a lot of competition, but I think it was good competition. You know, it was friendly competitions, you know, because... A lot of bands, they started from the same school in Montreal for one reason, or this, like, um, and it was a bit, you know, like I said, a friendly competition, but it was still competition and it was good. And uh, a lot of good musicians in Montreal, I mean, it was good times, you know, beers flying everywhere and just music. And uh, it was a nice (laughs) spot at the Fofun Electric also, which I have many many good um well not many but i have i remember lots of good times over there some i don't remember because you know um and uh, <laughs> yeah so um yeah it was definitely a a good time you know it was starting uh, every show was coming through montreal we were blessed with this you know because not it's still now, you know, not all the all the tours or the shows come to, to different cities in Canada, for say, you know. But they come to Montreal because it's a big city. There's a big market. Uh, they know that when they come, they're going to have people at the show. It's a nice city. Uh, and people are into it. They buy merch. They, you know, they participate. So it makes the scene very, very good. So it's definitely, it was definitely a place to be like in Montreal. So we're very lucky to be here, man.
0: Yes, we are. Yes, we are. And that is true. There's a bunch of really, really good players. Uh, We were lucky and blessed to have all the tours come through. It it just sort of works out. It's like a perfect little routing blup up from the States and you can hit Toronto and Montreal and then make your way back down. I feel bad for the rest of Canada too Yeah, I see a routing and everyone's forgotten. The prairies are forgotten. Yeah, you have to,
1: you know, hit it up once in a while. But or else, I mean, if they saw you like, I don't know. A year ago, I, it seems like it's not enough, you know, I, I don't know, but it's tricky, you know, it, it might be also the,
0: um, the pairing of bands, you know, that makes it interesting for people also. I agree, I agree. Um, how about uh, when you guys are, you just finished writing you guys are about to release a new album called unconquered coming out september 25th via nuclear blast Uh, tell me about this record Uh, how do you approach writing new records is it always something fresh for you or do you guys go through a routine Uh, well routine
1: uh, the thing is that we we all have our studios, you know, even though it's not the big studio, you know. JF has the big studio, that's why we record with him, you know. But we have our studio, we we, we always have ideas, you know. We we all have, uh, obviously, instruments. <laughs> so we, we record ideas and we exchange it, you know. Now with technology, it's so easy, so we can exchange our ideas uh, and build songs from there. And, and then um, we either fly to JF... Usually that's what we do, or last time I flew to uh, Maurizio's place and uh, he has his studio so Jeff can record everything and bring this back to his studio, do his magic, and then, uh, you know, have it mixed and that's how it, it all goes, you know? So, <laughs> I mean, it's much easier to record now than it was uh, fucking the 90s, where you had to have any everything analog with the... With the tapes and all that stuff, you know, you, you you had to rent a studio and pay thousands of dollars like uh, for a limited time, you know, so you were rushed all the time. Now we can, well, <laughs> we could take our time, but it's always rushed anyways, you know, between tours and this, but... <laughs>
0: It definitely worked out for you guys because the band being from Montreal and then just fragmented across the States with JF moving, uh, Maurizio first, and then you guys sort of lucked out with technology catching up with you guys.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was the perfect timing or else we would be a a bit not messed up, but we would have to plan in advance, you know, meet up somewhere, um, exchange ideas on the spot, like, but... um, I mean, we still do that, of course, because we toured so many times. So when we meet up uh, on a tour, we, I mean, we talk, we we exchange ideas, we do our our stuff, you know, but it definitely made it easier like this. You can, oh, I have an idea. You go downstairs, you record it, and then you you exchange this. And then the other guy can, let's say, build a melody on top of uh, some chords or whatever, you know, so, or sort of some rhythmic sections or... So it's definitely
0: uh, easier to to create music in a way. It must be weird uh, not being uh, with your brothers for so long now that COVID's happened because you guys live so far apart.
1: Yeah, that's why we did so many uh, Zoom uh, Zoom therapy sessions. <laughs> we had like uh, happy hours, you know, just to hang out a bit, to to touch ground and see how uh, people were doing and what was happening. I mean, we try to to stay like like you said, positive, and try to go through it like without becoming too uh, crazy, you know. And because I, I mean, we we heard on the radio that um, like violence in in families like uh, went higher and marriages you know people get separated a lot more and all this because of covid you know so uh, it means people were freaking out staying staying at home and doing nothing and money situations you know the the finances and stuff it's not easy for everyone people lost uh, uh, i mean the, their work they lost their um, companies They they many lost you know a lot of things so it's definitely playing on the and the psychology.
0: It's amazing that you guys stayed in contact and connected uh, throughout all of it uh, shows a real uh, bond in the band. I love that. Uh, how did you guys stay in contact with your fans via uh, during COVID? Well,
1: like everybody, you know, we have uh, social media
0: to help for that
1: uh, for the best <laughs> and the worst. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I have to be honest. I'm not the best at posting pictures every day and doing that stuff or every week. I kind of, I kind of see a lot of picture uh, on these things on social media and I'm like what the fuck what's the meaning of of that yeah I mean for me I would never post that it's it's <laughs> totally useless but you know we try to connect like this at least give news of what's going to happen what's happening and just you know to show that we're like still alive uh, and doing good in a way you know and i hope that uh, i mean our fans
0: are good too what is a was it strange or is it strange to release a record during a pandemic when you can't tour it absolutely but i
1: mean every album every album of cataclysm is mostly based on like on everyday struggles you know and good and bad and then trying to overcome these troubles and uh, you know it's trying to be uplifting and all that stuff so we figured that if we release it now maybe it's going to help some some people out there to just you know uh, get the aggressivity out and overcome things you know because um, yeah you'd be surprised I mean you know but people would be surprised to to see how how many people it helps you know to just listen to music and to get it all out instead of doing stupid stuff or or
0: stuff that they would regret, you know. So That is very true. That is very true. And is there was there a moment where there was talks of pushing it back and you guys holding on to it or was it pushed back and now you're finally releasing it? You know, I don't deal with that stuff, you know, it's mostly Maurizio
1: who's the, the kind of the manager of the band. So I mean it's his band. He started it with uh, and then J F came in so uh, I'm not sure, but it was supposed to be maybe released a bit earlier, but it, it made no sense, you know. But we we didn't want to keep on postponing the, the release date. It, it, I mean, it makes no sense. It, it is what it is. We we recorded it. We have it now. I think it's a good timing to, to put it out for the reasons I told earlier. So it, it just made sense, you know. So it's going to be September 25th coming up uh what in in a month already fuck fuck
0: time flies man so <laughs> absolutely absolutely uh, do you think that uh cataclysm would ever do a live stream show oh to help support this record oh <laughs> well there, to, to be honest no spoilers no spoilers it's okay no 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 <laughs> i'm i'm not going to
1: spoil anything but to be honest uh, we don't want to do that for I mean, we don't want to do that for now, you know. If it keeps on going for fucking ten years, then we'll see. But for now, there's no there's no plans of doing that, you know.
0: Uh, no, no, for now, there's no plans for that at all. It's a strange thing, a live stream. I, I I can only imagine performing it and staring staring into a camera lens instead of a crowd of people. It's it's. Uh...
1: I I mean, I'm not a. Uh... I'm not against it, but it, it just feels weird, you know, like when they were saying, yeah, 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 people could drive up to the show and I'm like, okay, you're, I mean, you go see a movie like this maybe, but to see a show, it, I mean, the audience and the artist needs like the electricity and the, you know, you need to, I don't know, it, it, it would be weird, but I, I guess everything's possible, but... Let's see uh, how it turns out. But for now, we don't have any plans uh, for to do that, Now,
0: What would be the best thing that happened that came out of COVID for you? What's
1: the best thing that happened to me?
0: Yeah, due to your time at home uh, because of COVID. Well, actually, a couple of, of things, you know. Um,
1: I got to spend a lot of time with my kids because they couldn't go to school. <laughs> so I was the teacher, <laughs> um, i mean for two months i was uh helping them to you know of course with assistance of the real teachers because i mean <laughs> people think it's easy but man when there's when the sun is out and you know friends come to knock on the doors and they want to go in the swimming pool man it's impossible to to have them concentrated you know it's a it's a tough tough job so uh You know, props to the the, 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 teach, the teachers that are in this every day. And also, you know, it's dad. Who cares about you? You don't know nothing, you know. Uh, so,
0: yeah. <laughs>
1: but it was fun. You know, I got to, to get closer to them. We got to do lots of activities, uh, you know, bicycle, going to forest, uh, bowling, playing board games or whatever, walks and hang out, wrestle and all that stuff. Um I mean, I, I got to practice a lot the music also, so trying to get better at the instrument, uh, I mean, learn new stuff, revisit some stuff also like in scales and arpeggios or whatever the technique is or exercises and stuff, you know, try to play bass with my fingers instead of a pick. So I, I, I was always like, uh, you know, technically I started to play guitar, not bass, so. I started with a pick. It was easier for me to jump on a pick, but I was always fascinated by the the real technique of bass with the fingers and stuff. So I started to, to do that. Um, so who knows in the future, <laughs> I might play with the, my fingers also. Um, I mean, you know, getting uh, staying in shape, you know, uh, do uh, some cardio, uh, r- lots of reading, <laughs> even though I, I never... I mean, I read in school, but never really read on my own, like, uh, schedule, you know, I, it was always forced. <laughs> so, yes. Anyway, so I started, started to learn, uh, to, to, to read, like, um, of course, watching a series and movies, um uh, stuff, hobby stuff, like uh, woodworking here and there, you know, just fun stuff like this. And, uh. You know just trying to get through the the weird times maybe uh, until they find a a vaccine or whatever solution they have let's see about that but anyways that's another story
0: that's (laughs) yes it is (laughs) one last question Sifan. uh it never happens to you because you're very very organized and you're you're in control all the time but what is your hangover cure oh wow yeah, I'm always organized. Totally. Thank you, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: okay, what's my cure? Well, when I was younger, I had no cure. I had no hang- hangover. I, 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 never. You know, I could drink until five and go to work at seven. I'd I'd be fine. You know. Wow. But um, still drunk, but fine. You know. But I mean, nowadays, of course, with age, uh, you need more rehydration. <laughs> You need know, you you know the solutions that you pour in the bottles of water. So, and, and lots of sleep. Uh, <laughs> I mean the basics. Yeah. So, three beers then water. Three beers and water. You piss a lot, but at least you're not dehydrated. That's uh,
0: the trick. Wise words, right there. Wise words. <laughs> Getting wiser <laughs> as I get older, right? Stefan, thank you so so much. <laughs> Yeah, we try. (laughs) Stefan, thank you so, so much for taking the time to uh, sit down with me, uh, drink a beer. Cheers, man. Uh, Everybody, go pick up, listen to Unconquered coming out on September 25th via Nuclear Blast. I know I'm going to check it out and listen to it. Thank you so much, Stefan. This is amazing. Cheers. Cheers, man. Thank you very much for having me. Cheers. Hey, thank you all so, so much for listening right to the end. You know that I love and appreciate that. I had such an excellent chat with Stefan. It's always so much fun to see him. Uh, We've had a few instances uh, where we bump into each other around the globe playing different festivals. And it is always, always a pleasure and a blast. I know that we are going to have a good night. Make sure that you check out the new Cataclysm record, Unconquered, which is coming out this Friday, September 25th, via Nuclear Blast Records. It is an absolute rager of an album. Everything that I've heard from it is amazing, and I can't wait to dig into the whole record. Don't forget that Vox and Hops is brought to you by Sound Talent Media. I normally would only have one episode coming at you this Friday, but this is a special week. In honor of being a part of Sound Talent Media, I have confirmed. Conducted a special interview and have made a very special Vox and Hops episode, which is coming out on Thursday, September 24th, with one of the main dudes behind sound Telemedia, the great Dave Shapiro. Don't miss it, check it out. Until then, remember to enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. Cheers, Vox and Hops heads.